newly appointed Aura Energy CEO, Andrew Grove, joins me in the studio this afternoon. Andrew, good to meet you. Yeah, you too, Jonathan. Thanks for the opportunity to uh, have a chat. It's our pleasure. Now, congratulations on the appointment. You've been in the role for a few weeks. Can you take us through what attracted you to the company and your aims and ambitions for it? Oh, sure. Look, um, I, uh, I, I, I was look, I got the opportunity to look at the, uh, the, the at Aura and particularly the Cherus Uranium project in Mauritania. Uh, I saw that it was a, you know, it's a real development project with real scale, um, and it's got, it'll have low cost, and it's got this added benefit that you can simply beneficiate the oil with scrubbing and screening, and uplift the grade and feed circa two thousand ppm uranium to, to a very small leach plant and you know it will work and uh, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to get on board. Uh, now you mentioned Tirius there you've just delivered a, a positive front-end engineering design study what's that telling you? Yeah so the front-end engineering design study or the feed is the next step beyond uh, the feasibility study we've changed the, the metrics a bit so we're actually starting with a Two million pound per annum production rate, um, with the optionality to expand it later. But the feed study uh, delivered a very strong economic result with NPV of three hundred sixty-six US million dollars, or over five hundred million dollars, thirty-four percent IRR, two and a half year payback, with a seventeen-year mine life, uh, producing circa two million pounds a year of uranium or U three hundred eight. Um, but we believe with the current drilling that's underway around the, the main projects that that resource base and the mine will continue to grow and expand uh, over the near term and over the long term. So talking about that expansion, what are the plans for expansion? So look, um, you know, the current current project is defined by our resource base at the moment, which is 59 million pounds. Um, We've got we've put out some exploration targets of somewhere between eight and thirty-two million pounds, of which in around the main resource area, which we're drilling currently, and we'll start getting results out of that uh, shortly, I hope, and we'll upgrade the resources in Q2 this year. Um, we we think that as we add to the resource base, when we've got the ability to either extend mine life or the the plant is designed in a modular way that we can add certain components at a moderate modest capital cost to to parts of the plant and increase the throughput as long as we've got enough resources to to deliver that which I think we will. So, moving on from Tirius, just uh, you've, it's not your only project. Uh, there is a project in Sweden that uh, now might be coming back online with the uh, Swedish government uh, reconsidering its stance on uranium mining. If that ban is overturned, what would that mean for the Hagen project? Well, look, Hagen is is you know it's a it's a massive tier one project. It's the, the small amount of area that we have drilled. We've defined a two and a half billion ton resource. Uh, we delivered a, a scoping study early last year that showed that um, that the project is viable. It's a it's a polymetallic project, so it's a vanadium sulfate of potash uranium, moly, nickel, uh, zinc uh, uh, deposit. And uranium was excluded in the scoping study because there is a current ban in the, by the Swedish government. They announced on Friday that they're in, launching an investigation to, to, to determine whether they should overturn the ban. The results of that will be out mid-May and then, then, then they've got the opportunity to overturn the ban. And I think that that's their intention. So if we've got the opportunity to 
input uranium into the project and it's mined as a byproduct uh, at $65 a pound, which you know the current current spot price today is about $95 a pound. It adds 14% to the the scoping study revenue and and lifts the or lifts some of the NPV up by 37%. So you know there's a, there's a lot of extra value to be had. Uh, it is 800 million pounds, so it's one of the biggest resources of uranium in the world, uh, and it's getting no value in uh, or a share price at the moment. Mm. And you've applied for a processing concession for the project. What's the timeline on that? So we're we're in the process of applying for a uh, exploitation permit, which is a mining license. Uh, that that application will go in in August, and we're doing numerous environmental surveys and community engagement around that for a prerequisite for that application. And then what follow sub subsequent to that will there's a there's a licensing approval process, and that will give us a tenure over the project for twenty five years. And if all cards fall into place, it's a good time to be in uranium as well. No, it's a great time to be in uranium. Um, there's there's a supply demand deficit, and that's only going to grow over the next 10, 15 years, according to all forecasts. Uh, there's a there's a real switch to decarbonising the economy and acceptance of nuclear power as as a as a really important has a really important role in that in terms of delivering low cost. Uh, reliable baseline baseline power. So Andrew, just finally, what uh, can investors expect to see from the company over the next few months? Oh, look, this, this year is going to be busy as we move towards financial investment decision on Terrace. Uh, but immediately we're looking at um, uh, some some drill results from our current drill programs, about 15,500 metres of drilling underway. Uh, later in Q2, we're, we're, we'll deliver an update on the mineral resource inventory at Terrace. Uh, and there'll be a number of things that go towards getting to the fin financial investment decision through the year, off-takes, funding, those sort of things. Andrew, thanks for your time. Thanks, Jonathan.